Good oral health is about more than just brushing and flossing your teeth. Dental disease is 100% preventable and it starts at home with you. Yep, you heard me right. Cavities are a disease and not something our children should just get. Your mouth is a window into your body and it has an effect on your speech, breathing, chewing, heart health, so much more. And we're not listening to it. Come along with me on this journey and I'll give you a whole new perspective of the importance of taking care of your mouth and the long-term effects it has not only on your oral health, but also your overall systemic health. On this podcast, we'll bring you a mixture of professionals, experts in the field that will give you advice and action steps you can take with your kids in different situations. We're also going to have moms, dads, caregivers, just like you, having the same struggles that you are because together we can make a difference and help keep our kids healthy because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life. And it all starts with you. Welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about first tooth, first visit. So February is National Children's Dental Health Month. And oral health is a lifelong journey. It's important for your baby's overall health. And the things that you need to know as a first-time parent, or even if it's uh, you're not a first-time parent and this is another baby you're having, there's so much to know. Kids don't come with manuals. And these days we have the internet, but we have so much information at our fingertips. How do you know who to follow? What's right for your family? And what choices are right? Each, each kid is different, right? So this guide I'm hoping is going to help you embark onto what you need to know along the way. So we're going to talk about different stages and I have a membership site that's going to be up and coming that talks about stages of your child's life and what you should be looking for. I think that it's out there, but there's so much that we haven't been connecting. Most of what I see on the internet are stages of things that you need to look at in your baby's mouth. And now that I have become an oral mile functional therapist and I've learned more about breathing and buteco breathing and infants and tots and body posture and physical therapy and working with speech pathologists and lactation consultants, I realized that there's so much that we don't know about our baby's mouths and things that we're not even looking for, things that I took for granted. And now that I look back, I think, oh my gosh, that could be why my daughter does this, or that could be why my daughter does this. And I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. And I can't believe that there's so much information out there that we don't know. Dentists and pediatricians agree that promoting good oral hygiene is important, but they don't tell us where to start. Pediatricians are now looking in your mouth. They're now giving varnished fluoride to kids, but you're beginning a new chapter with a little one and you are responsible for their health, for their well-being as you embark on this adventure of called parenting. And your baby's first tooth doesn't erupt till they're six months old. If you're my daughter's case, not till they're 13 months old. So again, every child is different. And as soon as your baby comes out, they're breathing. They're breathing through their nose and they can't breathe through their mouth till they're three months. The first thing we do is smack them to make sure that they're breathing and that they have a healthy set of lungs. But then we never really check their breathing after that until it's a problem. We should be wiping our baby's gums with a washcloth as soon as we start feeding, even if you're nursing and they're latching. But we should look right away, even in the hospital, to see how are they're latching. Is their lip rolled under? Do they have a good latch? Is the milk coming? Coming out the sides? Is it hurting you as the mom? Do they have a tongue tie? You're pretty much going to know in the first few days if nursing is hurtful to you 
that maybe they have a tongue tie, they're not latching, or they have a lip tie. This is all something that we should look for in their first few days of life. And we should take an infant washcloth or a massager or a gauze and just start wiping their mouth out so they get used to having our fingers in their mouth. And either before or after you bathe your baby, just make it a habit that you wipe out their mouth or brush their teeth. Whatever is easier for you to establish a routine that works for you and your child, embrace that. There's no right or wrong here. It's just what works for you and your child will mimic your routine and they'll get used to what you're doing. So a lot of parents that I work with say they can't get in there and can't get a toothbrush in there. Well, probably because they didn't try to brush until they were two or three. They weren't really getting in there and looking and it wasn't something that was important with all the other things that you have to worry about with your kids. Maybe taking care of their teeth is not important, but it really is. And looking what's going on in their mouth. Do they have tethered tissues? Where is their tongue? If you're not nursing or if you're nursing and you're supplementing with a bottle, does that bottle fit their mouth? We're going to talk more about baby teeth bottles and binkies and in next week. And we'll talk more about what to look for when you're looking for a bottle. But this week, we're going to talk about when you should take your child to the dentist. And for me, their first visit should be first tooth, first visit. So that could be ages three or six months. And I know that there's not a lot of dentists out there that are going to have you look in there, at least have your pediatrician look in there, make sure that they don't have tethered tissues that you can get in there and wipe out their mouths and everything looks good. So it's going to be really important that you take the time to look at your baby's mouth. Because these are all memories that you're making that are going to keep your child healthy. And if you brush in the morning and at night before bed, those are going to be good routines to establish that your kids are going to be used to doing. Infants should be seen by a dental professional at least by their first birthday if you don't take them when they get their first tooth. Decay can happen right away. Saliva reducens. If you're putting your baby to bed with a bottle with milk, that milk is on their teeth all night. It's bathing their teeth in that sugar. So Milk might be good for you in balancing the pH, but it also has a lot of sugar. Even breast milk has a lot of sugar in it, depending on what you're eating. So there are tips and tricks that your dental professionals can tell you. They can tell you whether they recommend a fluoride toothpaste or not. What would help? Fluoride can be an important part of protecting your teeth, but it can be something that you want to stay away from, especially if they're swallowing it. Fluoride is something that should be used topically, not that you're ingesting on a daily basis. So there is a place for fluoride, but there's a right and a wrong place for fluoride. And tooth development can affect how your child sleeps, their tongue placement. So if they're sucking on a bottle that doesn't fit their mouth, then their tongue is not going to be in the right spot and that's going to affect their breathing. It's important that they have this suck, swallow, breathe. But if you're bottle feeding, nipple could be too long. It could be too short. Their lips should not be on the neck of the bottle. It should mimic what a breast looks like. And a lot of the bottles don't mimic what a breast looks like, but how your baby forms around them should. What's happening with their tongue when they swallow, they should be able to suck, swallow, breathe. They don't want to be choking. You don't want the milk coming out the side. You want them to be slightly upright. A lot of infants that need tubes in their ears when they become toddlers are because they were laying back and the milk was getting into the eustachian tubes. 
So you don't want your baby laying down. You don't want to prop the bottle up. You want to engage in feeding with your infant and watch what their tongue is doing, how they're swallowing, how they're breathing. That's going to be important to their growth and development. Don't just want to prop them up with a bottle and walk away and let them feed themselves. Get engaged with what's going on with their feeding. And we'll talk about that a little bit better. But tooth development can affect their sleep, their breathing, their growth, their behavior, their speech, their posture, their self-esteem, and their ability to learn. So these are all important milestones for your kid. And their first tooth is an important milestone. Their first visit to the dentist is an important milestone. I have a box that says, go to the dentist with bristles. I have an actual character. Everything in this box is what dental professional would use at this visit. There's videos that go along with it. Now, if your child's below the age of one, they're not going to watch these videos. But if they're older and they can see another child going to the dentist or they can touch or feel all of this stuff and see what it looks like before they go to the dentist, it will make them less fearful. A lot of times people are afraid to go to the dentist because there's fear, fear of the unknown, fear of what they're going to do. You can role play with the mask and the gloves in there with your kids. They can use it. You can use it. They can touch. You can get a squirt and squirt water in their mouth, kind of like the air water syringe. So I have videos that go along with that, that help prepare both you and your child for what to expect and anticipate their first visit to the dentist, what questions you should ask, what you should ask the dentist before you even take them. Some dentists are good with kids. Some dentists are not good with kids. You don't want to take your child to their first visit to the dentist to someone who's not very good with kids. That's going to traumatize you and them and everyone. And they're not going to want to go back to the dentist again. So you want to ask some questions before you even make the appointment, before you even pick the dentist that you're going to go to. And what are you feeding them? Are you feeding them solid food? Are you feeding them milk? Are you still nursing? Biofilm is created from breast milk and from milk. And saliva gets reduced when you go to sleep. So it's important that you get any plaque or anything off the teeth before they go to sleep. Parents and caregivers need to have proper oral health, but they need to learn the proper oral health to have a healthy smile and a healthy life. Let your child experiment if they're older with a brush. Most little kids just suck on the brush. They only brush the front teeth. So you need to get in there and brush for them. You might not want to use a regular toothbrush. You might want a Tepe toothbrush. That's just a little tiny one that can help you get in there better. You know, there's all different products on the market and one product is not good for everyone. Teeth and mouths come in all different shapes and sizes, but you do want to make sure that you move the toothbrush in a circular motion towards the gums. You establish a good routine. You get the outsides, the insides, and the top sides. You brush along the gums. You brush the tongue. If your child doesn't have good manual dexterity, you're going to want to do it for them, probably until they're age six to eight. You'll know what's going on with your child and whether or not they have good manual dexterity or fine motor skills. If they don't, you're going to want to help them out. You might want to let them brush the front teeth and then you go in and brush the back teeth. If you can't brush them all, brush the front teeth in the morning and the back teeth at night. There's a way around all of that. You might not be able to spend a full two minutes in there brushing your kid's teeth. Heck, most adults don't spend a full two minutes brushing their teeth. They spend one minute once a day, if that. So kind of know what your routine is, what your husband's routine is, what the rest of the family's routine is. Do you brush as a family? Do you make it fun? Is it a chore? Do you keep it in the bathroom? Do you bring it outside of the bathroom? Do you watch a video? Do you watch a fun song, sing a song? There's so many things that you can do. Getting kids prepared for their first visit to the dentist and making sure that they're brushing their teeth. And you might want to take them every six months. You might only want to take them once a year. At least once a year, I recommend getting x-rays, especially for children, because cavities happen in between and they go fast. 
And so you want to catch them sooner rather than later before there's an abscess and you lose a tooth. You want to look at their tongue position. You want to look at how they're breathing. And your dentist might ask you, are you bottle feeding? Are you nursing? What type of feeding practices does your infant use? How are you cleaning their teeth? What are their habits? Are you using a pacifier? Do they suck their fingers? Do they suck their thumb? Do they seem to get cranky when they're teething? How are you brushing them? Are you using toothpaste? Are you not using toothpaste? Are you using fluoride? Are you not using fluoride? See all of the questions that kind of come up. So how do you prepare your child? You can prepare them by reading books, by showing them videos, by getting this, going to the dentist with bristles box. It comes with a cup and the toothpaste that you can open up and you can show them they can touch it before they're at the dental office for their first visit. You can show them a video of the chair. You can explain why it's important. Build excitement about going to the dentist. Don't threaten them with the dentist. I've heard parents say, if you don't brush your teeth, you're going to get a cavity and they're going to have to give you a shot and drill you. That's not a good thing to say to your kids. Don't be one of those parents. Then you wonder why they're afraid and they cry when they go to the dentist. Don't threaten them with the dentist. Let's make it fun. Let's make it a positive experience. Prepare yourself. What questions do you want to ask the dentist? Like, what do they see? And, you know, do you have any anxieties yourself? My mom had some anxieties and she made it worse when she went to the dentist with me. So what kind of fears did you have as a child? What kind of support did you have? Do you need to stay calm? Should you be going back with your child? Sometimes it's not a good idea. Your child should just go back by themselves. They're fine. Sometimes they're even better than fine without the parents in there. Sometimes they just wait for a response to see how the parents are going to respond. So some dentist offices will let you back, some won't. So that might be a question that you want to ask if you're a helicopter mom and you want to be back there with them. If you don't care, then that might not be a question that you need to ask. But these are all things that you need to know to prepare yourself when you're going to the dentist and give your dentist a good family history. What is your family history? What is your child's history? What was your husband's history? Did you have cavities as a child? Does your child tend to be stubborn? Are they better in the morning? Are they better in the afternoon? Are they generally defiant or anxious? Are they fearful in situations? So every kid is different and they're going to react when they go to the dentist. And you know what? You don't have to push it. Everybody has a bad day. They could be having a bad day when you go to the dentist and maybe you just try a different day. You know, you don't always want to force it and make it so they don't want to go back. But at the same time, you don't want it to be a power struggle and they're used to react a certain way. So they get away from with things when they act a certain way. So if you do have a child that's like that, maybe they need to go back by themselves. Again, it's knowing your child, knowing how they react, watching how your child reacts. Your child is going to watch you. So certain behaviors are linked to your child's age. If your kids are 10 to 24 months, they're going to probably be more attached to you and maybe want to sit on your lap. And that might be a good idea. You come back, they sit on your lap, but you just let the dentist or the dental professional do the talking. If they're already two or three, they might be secure with going back by themselves. No might be their common response. I know three-year-olds are may or may not be used to being apart from a parent. So just knowing your child and knowing what works for your child is going to make it easier for both of you, preparing them for what's going to happen. Most four-year-olds will sit in a room without their parents for an exam. Again, every child's going to be different and different children are going to be different on different days. They might be fun one day, fine one day and not fine another day. 
So do what works for you. I know I had one child, we saw him every couple of days to get him used to seeing me. And I was like, he's going to be a lawyer because he knew how to turn the situation around. And we laugh about it now because he's a lawyer. He would distract me and he was only three. And so him and I had a whole lot of fun getting to know each other and getting him through his dental appointments. But he is fine going to the dentist today. But those first couple of years, not so much. Um, And his brother was fine. So your child's first visit to the dentist should be very comfortable. It should be happy. It should last 30 to 45 minutes. Hopefully they don't have to sit and wait on an exam. You can see a pediatric dentist. You can see a regular dentist. That's going to depend on what it is that you're looking for. During your child's exam, they might look at their teeth, their jaws, their bite, their gums. They might check their oral tissues, the growth and development. They might look at their posture. They may or may not do a cleaning or exam. They may or may not take x-rays. They might polish stains on the teeth. They might remove tartar. Yes, kids can get tartar. I worked in a mobile dental setting where one of the dentists said kids don't get tartar. They do. They can have tartar as young as age two or three, especially on those lower front teeth. And you might have to scrape them off or use something else to get that off if they don't like anything being scraped. And they might not like the taste of the toothpaste. My daughter did not. We can polish without the toothpaste. So again, knowing your child will help set them up for success or failure at the dental office. And if you can give them that stuff and let them touch that stuff before, you know what they're going to be afraid of, what they're not going to be afraid of. You can get a little water gun and squirt it in their mouth if you don't get the first visit to the dentist box. You can order toothpaste on Amazon. You can order a bib, like put the bib around them. You can get a little mirror and look in with their mirror. You can count with your fingers. You can use a spoon to count. You can get one of those little tooth counters probably at the drugstore and use that to count your kid's tooth. And you're not going to do x-rays on little, little kids, but if you can get x-rays, they are great. Sometimes they do pinch the roof of their mouth. They say they hurt. They don't necessarily hurt. They're just uncomfortable because they're big. And you know, maybe you just do x-rays of the front of the teeth and they can't bite down yet and you do it the next time. So then their second visit they'll get used to it. Then their mouth might be big enough that then you can take an x-ray. So it's going to depend on when you take your child to the dentist, whether or not an x-ray is needed or not needed. How old are they? You're going to want to protect your children's teeth at home by making sure that you're wiping their teeth, wiping their gums, brushing their teeth once they get them. Use a small, soft toothbrush. Use toothpaste in a smear layer like the size of one grain of rice. A pea-sized is too much until they get to be the age of three, especially if they can't spit. They don't need to swallow all of that fluoride. The fluoride just needs to be topically on their teeth to help strengthen them. Make sure that you don't give them a bottle or juice or anything sweetened when you put them down for bed or a nap time. Take time brushing your kid's teeth, limiting what you put in their bottle or their sippy cup, not letting them walk around with a sippy cup all day long with apple juice in it. Letting them brush their teeth on their own, but then going back in and following up and making sure you get the spots that you missed. You can get something called disclosing tablets or disclosing solution. If kids can't chew tablets, you can get little Q-tips where you wipe it on and you can see where you're missing. It brushes the teeth first and it turns it pink and then it shows you where you're missing it. You can go back in and brush again. So I'd rather see you not use toothpaste and get in there and brush 
then not brush at all because your kid doesn't like toothpaste. And if you're giving them sticky candies or hard candies or sweetened drinks, I'd rather that you give them fruit juice and water it down than give them pop or something that has more acid to it. Even some sparkling water is more acidic. So making sure that you expose them to as little sugar as possible just throughout the day. If you're going to give them goldfish or something like that to walk around with, just make sure that at some point you're disrupting the plaque on their teeth or you give them some water to swish around with or you squirt water with a water flusser or a squirt gun or something like that to rinse off their teeth. If you give them gum, gum that has the first active ingredient, xylitol, will help balance out the pH. Or you can give them clear. Clear comes in drops. You can put it up their nose. It helps with sinus congestion, but it will also help relieve cavities. It's got xylitol in it. So all of these things are things that you can do to prepare your kids to not get in cavities, prepare them for going to the dentist and prepare yourself for going to the dentist. So knowing what you want out of that dental visit, do you want them to take x-rays and clean their teeth that day? Do you want them to just look in there? Do you want just peace of mind that, you know, there's no dark spots, there's not something happening, you're doing a good job brushing their teeth? What is the outcome that you want from the dental visit before you make the visit? And do you want to take them to a specialist? Do you want to take them to your regular doctor? Is he good with kids? Is the dentist going to see the child? Is the dental hygienist going to see the child? And then the dentist is going to come in for an exam. Again, being prepared with all of this stuff is going to make the outcomes be good for everyone involved. So again, I feel first tooth, first visit, but at least at age one, making sure you go at least once a year, getting x-rays, making sure that you catch cavities sooner rather than later, and making sure that you're doing what you need to at home to prevent cavities, whether that be brushing twice a day, watching their diet, testing their pH, giving them something with xylitol in it, giving them water, swishing with water, letting them brush, and then you going back in and brush using a fluoride toothpaste or using an MI paste, something that can help prevent cavities or reverse cavities and watching how they're breathing and their posture and their sleeping. If they're grinding their teeth or they're snoring, that is an issue that you might have some sleep disordered breathing. And that's all something that you want to look at. Some dentists may look at that. Some may not. There are dentists that are sleep dentists and they look at that. And then there are dentists that they just look at the teeth and they look at how you're brushing and flossing and do you have any cavities? So again, what kind of outcome you want? What kind of dentist do you want to see? How do you want your child to respond? How do you feel about going to the dentist? Hope this was helpful. If there's something else that you would like to know, please let me know. I will talk about it in an upcoming visit. This was first tooth, first visit, how to prepare your child for their first visit to the dentist. And if it's been a while since they've been to the dentist, you might want to do that over again or each time until they get used to the dentist. Again, you know your child better than anyone. You know what you may need to do to prepare them and yourself for a successful outcome at a visit to the dentist. Thanks for listening. A healthy mouth is a healthy body and a happy, healthy life. Thank you for listening today. If something you heard made you smile, made you think, empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure you share this with a friend. Write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook page, Dental Hygiene 411, or hit the link in the show notes to join a conversation. Until next time, breathe through your nose and share a smile. After all, they're contagious.